3: Albert Breer, MMQB senior NFL reporter, with us here on Fox Sports Radio. Albert, it's Jonas and Levar. How are you, man? What's up, Al?
4: I'm great. How you guys doing? Right. We're
3: good. Um, so let's uh, let's just get right to the most important discussion uh, <laughs> that came out yesterday that I saw in the NFL, which is uh, your thoughts on the Cowboys getting a point in the Hall of Fame game against the Steelers. Uh, what do you uh, what do you yeah. make of that, Albert?
4: Um, well, I mean, I guess the the Vegas must have a lot of uh, a lot a lot <laughs> yes, of confidence in, uh, in, in in Ben Denucci, right? I mean, I, I I don't know what to say. But. <laughs> yeah, the, but it, it
3: all serious, that was a uh, that was a wild. Uh, I wanted like it felt like a half hour to an hour of man, everybody panicking, everybody uh, you know freaking out, players talking, you know, hinting at retirement, and then I think you know when everybody sort of cooled down, it was look, yeah. they're they're not. They're not telling you you have to get it. They're just telling you this is what's going to happen if you don't get it and you test positive, right?
4: Right. And, and I, you know, the interesting thing, guys, is that, you know, there are a lot of teams that have required their other employees, their you know, non-players, um, get it. And a lot of teams, you know, their rates are at 98%, 99% for non-players. Um, so, like, I, <laughs> it's interesting because players, um, because the players are unionized. But, like, they're basically, I, I, I mean, kind of doing the same thing to the players that they're doing to everybody else in their buildings, and trying to create the safest environment for everybody. And look, let's not be naive about this, either. I mean, you know, what's at stake for the owners is money. You know, and delivering on the inventory to the television networks and filling their stadiums and uh, making up for all they lost last year. Um, and, you know, I... <laughs> I know, um, you know, there's one golden rule that billionaires have is don't mess with my money. And I think that's the message that the owners are sending to the players right now.
5: But Albert, in the end, and I said this in the last segment, you got to believe that they're not going to sacrifice the health of of their commodities, which are their players. Right. So there isn't some, I mean, you got to assume there's no like st- crazy hidden plan to To vaccinate them and and turn them into zombies that are you know as now zombie <laughs> football teams I, I mean where where I mean I know there's always going to be the beliefs and yeah. the ideas connected to this, but I mean at some point, is this becoming like common knowledge that this is really about the health in the end
4: yeah i mean I mean like look like and, I, and again, I tell you that the owners are motivated by money. Um, But I think there's like mutual self-interest there, right? Like if the players get in the field, they make money too, you know? So, I mean, it's in everybody's best interest that this doesn't spread in those buildings. And I think we all know that, you know, the the nature of the virus is that uh, no matter what you think, if it gets into a workplace, it's going to spread, you Mm -hmm. know? And so the same way that they did everything they could to keep it out of the workplace last year, they're going to do to keep it out of the workplace this year. And, um, you know, I, I, I think the, the misconception here is that they're punishing people for not getting vaccinated, and, and that's not really what it is. If you really look at it, the rules are, haven't changed since last year for guys who don't have the vaccine, right? Like the rules and the protocols, testing, weight room, cafeteria, practice field, like all of those rules are the same as they were last year. What they're doing is they're incentivizing Getting vaccinated by lifting those rules for people who have the vaccine, and so you know, I I, like, I, I don't know what to tell people. I mean, I it, it's you know I don't think there's any great injustice here. I think they're just trying to protect the people who they're trying to protect both the people who are vaccinated and the people who are unvaccinated, and, and as much as anything else, they're trying to protect everybody's ability to work because if you know people go to work every day this year and there's not a problem everybody's going to make a lot of money. <laughs> so, um, you know, I actually think all this is pretty simple, and I understand why the owners are doing it. And, um, you know, I, 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 think, I, I think there's a silent majority of players that understand that their ability to make money, and LeVar, you know, as well as anybody, your window to make money as a player is relatively short. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing everything that they can to protect everybody's ability to make money this fall. And you know, in a lot of ways, make up for stuff that was lost last year as well.
5: I haven't heard any minimum wage players come out and say I'm not taking the vaccination. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I tried yeah. to sound I mean, like on. a comedian about it, but like, it, think about the names that are coming out and saying that they don't want to take the vac- vaccination. You yeah. know, they've probably made a good good deal of money well,
4: at this point. And it's not only that. And you know what? It's, it's it's interesting too because those are the guys that. The guys who are, you know, on the bubble, I mean, look, the reality is, and we know this, okay, if there's a coach who is trying to, you know, decide on who his backup linebacker, you know, maybe his fifth the fifth linebacker on his roster is going to be, a guy who's probably going to be doing most of his work running down and kickoff. That
5: right? vaccination is going to be on their checklist. It's,
4: it's a factor, right? It like, sure it's, like, is. It's, a, it's absolutely a factor. And, and that coach and that general manager cannot say that. And he can't even hint at it, right? But he's going to know. I mean, like, you know, and it's going to be obvious to everybody in the building who's wearing a mask and who's not, right? Like, so you're going to know who's vaccinated and who isn't. And for that coach, you know, it's not just in the best interest of, um, you know, of, of, of the one person, you know, it's not just the best interest of the one person when they're making that decision on who to keep. It's the overall health of the team. And if I think two guys are equal and even, and the best thing for the team is to do everything I can to keep COVID out of the building. You know what? I'm going to pick the guy who's vaccinated. I mean, it's just that. It, and again, you can't like they're not going to be able to say that. But it, but it really, I think in a lot of cases, it's going to be that simple.
3: Uh, Albert Breer, MMQB, uh, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio, senior NFL reporter uh, Jonas Knox, lavar Arrington, with you here on FSR. Uh, all right. So where what is the what, what is the date to watch in the Aaron Rodgers saga? that he needs to be present for the Green Bay Packers in order for you to go, all right, so we're good here, or if he's not there, that would be the indicator that we might have ourselves a little bit of a holdout and an issue moving forward.
4: Well, I mean, obviously Tuesday, you know, if he's not there on their reporting date, that's a big deal. Because, you know, now, I mean, and, and look, like, the way these things work, and, you know, I've covered the league for long enough to know um, that, you know, if, if you stay away from camp, and you're a player of the magnitude of Aaron Rodgers, it's not just affecting what's going on on the field. It's also affecting what's going on off the field. And so every person in that building is going to have to answer questions about you. Your whole camp is going to feel different. Um, it's going to affect everything that goes on in that organization. So if he doesn't show up on Tuesday right away, like their camp takes on a completely different look. And until he shows up, it's going to be under those circumstances um, you know, and then I, I think really, to me, like the if he were to stay away at the beginning, I, I think the next you know big one is the 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 the, the preseason opener, which I believe is I whatever it's that weekend, the t- August twelfth, thirteenth, fourteenth, right in there. Um, if he were not to show up by then, we're talking about the money ramping up a little bit, the fines ramp up at that point where you lose the equivalent of a game check if you're skipping a preseason game. And, you know, once you get past that first preseason game, I, like, I, I feel like, and LaVar, you probably answer this better than me, but I, I feel like once the teams get past that first preseason game, like, you know, obviously there's still competition for roster spots, but I feel like for the starters, that's really when, and guys who know they're going to be in the roster, that's when things start to turn towards, okay, we're starting to, like, really, like, put in some work and, and start to look at the regular season and worry about the opener. And so I think if he's not there when the preseason games start, not because he'd be missing the preseason games, but just because I think the focus of the team shifts a little bit at that point, that would be an important checkpoint, too. And and again, like I said, because the money takes on a different level, too.
5: Yeah, he's too big of a player, too big of an influence for it to ever at any point in time not be a a big deal. I mean, that's just is what it is. Let let me let me throw another one at you. Uh that's a big deal as well. And he did report, but you know, as you mentioned on your, your feed, uh your Twitter feed, uh, it hasn't played out yet. We don't know what the end results will be with Stefan Gilmore and, and the New England Patriots. What what's the latest on that?
4: Yeah, so I, I mean I wouldn't expect to see him on the field for at least a little bit. And um, you know, this is the way the, this is what those new rules are gonna do. I think, to players, um, to most players, um, you know, and how they handle these situations. Steph Gilmore's coming off of a, a torn quad, and, um, you know, he's not 100% yet. And I, I think, you know, there's a certain way, you know, a player who's in this sort of situation is going to, to handle this now. Instead of holding out, I think you can almost call it a hold in. You know, I'm not going to go out and put myself at any sort of risk on that field, if, you know, you're not going to reward me and if you're not going to pay me what I think I'm worth. And so I think what this turns into, in essence, is, is a hold-in, where Stefan Gilmore's in there and he's getting his work in and he's working out and he's rehabbing, and they can see him getting healthier, uh, but he's not putting himself at any sort of risk until that situation is resolved. Um, so I think that's where we're going to be, you know, for the time being. I, I also think he does have some leverage here. In that, Bill Belichick just spent a lot of his boss's money. And yes, Bill Belichick, like all of us, he has a boss. And he spent, you know, I, I think it's something like, oh, somewhere around $160 million in guaranteed money to try to fix everything that went wrong last year. Think about it this way, guys Stefan Gilmore's his best player. You spend all of your boss's money that way, and then you keep your best player off, and then you can't get your best player on the field. Wouldn't that undermine everything that you just did? You know, you're acting with urgency and signing free agents and all the rest of it. like, And then, you know, the guy who is the one, the player who's like your biggest difference maker is not out there. That undermines all the investing that you did in the offseason back into the roster. Um, You know, and so I think that that's where Steph Gilmore's leverage is. And I think ultimately they find a middle ground. Um, You know, my understanding is he wants something in the neighborhood of what Darius Slay got. Um, On an extension from Philadelphia, I think the more likely scenario is that they give him, you know, a one-year bump, um, something like what they did for Gronkowski and Brady at the end, and then he probably hits free agency in 2022.
3: Um, Albert Breer, MMQB. I do want to point this out uh, on Twitter yesterday. While everybody's talking about the uh, Big 12 and uh, Texas and <laughs> Oklahoma going to the SEC, Albert uh, chimes in the Ohio State alum and just says, uh, uh, hold my Sam Adams. I got an idea. And now you're trying to petition for Texas and Oklahoma to join the big one. First of all, I, I'm
4: looking, I'm looking at that. You're outnumbered here, Joe. This is, this is a big time hey, conversation. I, I'm, now. Look,
3: I, I am all about <laughs> chaos. All right? I have family from the Midwest. Uh, I you know I worked in the South, so I know how the SEC feels about things. But I'm looking at this setup right now. Could you imagine Texas and Oklahoma in the Big Ten? First of all, they would fix the weak side of the conference. But Lavar, right. LaVar all of a sudden, uh, your Nittany Lions and Albert's Buckeyes would have their uh,
5: work cut out for them if they want to make a run at this. No, thing. I don't know that we would have our especially Ohio State. <laughs> I, right think, now.
4: Uh, I, I think we I think we'd be just fine. Yeah. I don't
5: know. I mean, <laughs> our <laughs> work is already cut out for us right yeah. now. As it yeah. Says, yeah. Says, I still uh, think
4: I still I still think that. These divisions better. But uh but yeah, you, and, and it would be like I honestly looked at it like I you know, before I tweeted that, I kinda like thought like wouldn't that help Nebraska too? Like we think when you talk about how far Nebraska's fallen off, I think a big part of that is that they've like lost their identity to some degree, right? Because right. they don't have the natural rivals. And then you'd be like welcoming their biggest rival from back in the day of history with. Um you know, and then, you know, all of a sudden now in that West Division Texas, Oklahoma, Nebraska, Wisconsin, like, that, like, those schools sort of seem like, like I don't know, like, it just, it seems like that was Iowa, right? Like, it feels to me like, I don't know, like, that almost feels to me like, and I understand why, you know, like, the SEC would make some sense, too. But it almost feels to me, and I, I, I know I'm talking about this from, like, a Big Ten perspective. Texas and Oklahoma almost fit the Big Ten better than they do the. I ACC, agree, don't
3: they? No, I totally agree. And here we were actually talking about this yesterday. I, I think I still, when I think Maryland, man, I think ACC. Like I, I can't, right. I just can't get over oh. my my teenage mind of no, 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 they're an ACC team. Rutgers. I, I. T-. So as an Ohio State alum, even though they're part of the conference now, don't you still kind of look down on those schools a little bit? Like you just got here, I mean, newbie. I'm.
4: Yeah, I'm from the East Coast and I you know, my, my dad's from the Midwest, which is a big part of why I wound up in the Midwest for college and um I look like at Maryland and Rutgers as East Coast schools. I just can't look at them any other <laughs> way. They are. They are. I mean like it's just they're not I mean, they play in that basketball they played in basketball conferences, right? <laughs> like right, that's yeah. the way I always looked at them. And yeah. I was like I, I mean to me like I and I don't know, like I always felt like when when the expansion was going on, Nebraska to me was a perfect fit. Nebraska, I thought, made more sense than like any other school. And I,
5: historically honestly, speaking, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. And I and I, I honestly like would have. I, I think looking at it, like I would have at the time. I would tell you this at the time. I would have rather had like Missouri than Rutgers. I would uh, have rather had. I mean, like I, I like I just I thought there were other schools that made more sense, like for a Virginia Tech. Of, like the identity, yeah, the identity of the conference. You know what I mean? Like West right. Virginia would have made more sense than than, than yeah, Rutgers. I they think, would you have.
5: That, that's you know? that's so, a good pool.
4: Yeah. So, like, I just think like it's like I don't know. Like, I think a lot of like, like, and maybe it's because our conference is so like sort of old school. But I just think there's like a sort certain identity that these conferences have in the parts of the country that they all, that they're in, and it's like really hard to. <laughs> I, I like. I'm not gonna say it, but you guys know where I'm going with it. It's like you know it. You know, it's hard to describe, but you know it when you see it. Yeah. And there's something else that's like that too, right? But, uh, <laughs> uh, but, 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 it's like, like the identity of these conferences, you know it when you see it. You right. know, and the SEC has that. I feel like the Big Ten that's always been the strength of the conference, and I just I feel like it's just like you look at Nebraska and you know it. Like that looks like a Big Ten school. You look at Rutgers and Maryland, it's like, eh, it doesn't really
1: feel that way.
3: Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I totally agree. It would be fun to watch and see how this whole thing plays out. Albert, uh, we always appreciate it. Get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer, uh, mmqb.com, uh, senior NFL reporter. Always fun ch- catching up with you here, and uh, hopefully we can do it again next week.
4: All right, thanks. Have a great weekend,
3: guys. We awesome. are, thanks. Albert.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> no, go <Buffs>. there, <laughs> it, there it
4: is. There it is. Uh, all
3: right, uh, good stuff. He's uh, he's a good dude. Always fun catching up with uh, Albert Breer here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, so we are going to get into uh, uh, an over-the-top. This is absolutely over-the-top. Uh, I, I, I'm going to be on an island alone when it comes to this. It's an NFL story. We'll have that for you next.
0: This, this is Outkick the Coverage.
3: Welcome to your Friday weekend right around the corner. We appreciate you hanging out with us here. We're going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, we have just been uh, waxing poetically uh, during the breaks about, uh, you know, going to the uh, meat market as opposed to the <laughs> yeah. supermarket to get yourself a ribeye. Awesome. Uh, about going, uh, you know, talking Penn State football, yeah. the scene in Penn State. Shots out. I, I State just, college. I just, man, there's something about... And, and I, I, I always tell people this. I didn't get the hype around college football because out here in Southern California in L.A., UCLA, USC. Down. Yeah, it's not. There's just there's so much going on. Right. And then when I, I, I got into radio and I got a job in radio in Charleston, South Carolina, Oof. and I went out there the first thing that stood out to me was everybody had a different college flag on the outside of their
5: house or their yes, bar. Yes, yes. Whether it was well, Georgia. Not where I'm from. It's all the same. Well, yeah,
3: but like out, <laughs> out there you would have South Carolina, Clemson, right. Georgia, yeah, all of these. Sure. And it and when I finally saw and, and got to go to a South Carolina-Clemson game. Is that amazing? It just it completely changed my perspective. It made me
5: fall back in love with college football. We got go to go tailgate. In state college, it's, it's so all much I can fun, tell you. man! It's, it's all so I can tell much you. fun. It is the most insanely cool. Like it's just amazing.
3: And man. also, look. And here's the it's the other amazing. the other part of uh, I think last year with everything being shut down and stopped and and whatnot. One of the one I think a lot of the people that were affected as well too were those businesses around the stadium. Yeah. I mean,
5: that's their livelihood. Oh man. man. Especially in a state college. Yeah. Oh like, like, man.
3: Like that is like Penn State football is the economy there, correct? Correct. Yeah. And so during the fall, you had all those businesses that just didn't have that. Like the bars around Wrigley Field. You ever been to a Cub game in Wrigley Field? It is that that drives the entire business structure from around the stadium because you, anywhere you look, at any point, you walk out of Wrigley Field and you walk out of the outfield, left field, right field, or walk out to eat. somewhere to eat. There's yeah. like 200 bars anywhere you look. There's like 100 to 200 bars in every direction, and all of those places took a hit last oh, year because course. there wasn't. And, and so to see that we're getting close and, and all these college towns are going to get back to where they were before, it
5: just makes me happy, man. It's why I'm so fired up. I'm about sure it. hoping so, uh, you know, and that's, the, you know, we've had the conversation earlier in the show. And if you didn't listen to earlier in the show, you can go to the podcast and check it out. I mean, it is available to right you just so can. you know. Um, but just talking about the whole vaccinations conversation, different things like that. It's things like that for me that say, you know, that it it has to be a viable option in terms of what you're thinking because you do want to see that. I I not only want to see it, I want to experience it again, and we want it to be sustainable, you know, you don't want to just be like, all right, everybody like that stuff that happened with the Milwaukee Bucks with all of them being out there yeah. and yep. hey, like, I love that, like that energy, you can you want to know why athletes struggle when they're not playing games anymore? Because that energy is not, it's not matchable. You can't match it in any other aspect of your life, like. When I had my kids, it was like, Oh my gosh, it's it's a it's my baby like that's like man, it ain't like how I it, like make a play in in Beaver Stadium. It's not the same. <laughs> Sorry, kids. I love you guys. I promise you, Daddy loves you. It ain't the same. Happy Father's Day, Lavar. Hey, look here. I met my chickens like, oh, my gosh. I met the woman of my dreams. We're going to get married. We're going to build a family and build a life. But it don't feel like when I came out in Beaver Stadium. It doesn't feel the same. It just hits different. It's the truth. And I love them. Like, it's a great feeling. Every day I look at my family. It's like, oh, my gosh. Like, yeah, I'm I'm happy to be here. But – it isn't like when I came out to Beaver Stadium. Like, this is the craziest thing. And I need for you to experience that with me, my friend. Well, We're listen, going to State uh, College. Uh, look, I, I think
3: everybody needs to go. I think we all need to get there and uh, just take it all in. Uh, it would be uh, a lot of fun and uh, fired up about uh, all, everything that is right around the corner, uh, college football included, uh, Can't well wait, with man. the NFL. I can't yeah.
5: wait to smell that fall air. Oh, my. You know? It's the like, best. <laughs> Man, bro, like there's certain things that happen. Like you can smell it. You know the smells. Like you know the the feeling of it. And it's just like, yeah, like this is it. Like it's time. Like I feel really, really good about this. Like, oh my gosh, like that first Friday or Saturday morning before the first games are played for college football. It's just crazy, yeah. man. It's a, it's a, it's a even for high school. It's just a crazy feeling you get when you get like to those days right before the first one is played. It's just an amazing feeling, man. Every time,
3: it's why uh, the show Last Chance. You, Uh, I'm I'm bummed. I'm bummed that you know it's it's gone to the basketball route, which is cool. But it's safer. uh, Yeah, it's safer. The football route. The the best part about that show was that. It would come out in July, so usually around this time, because it was a year after the season was played, and they've got to you know edit and put it together. But it always got me fired up because that is in these small towns, JUCO football, a lot of really talented players. Who literally, it's their last chance to try and get an opportunity at a big time school because you know they blew their last chance or, or their first opportunity, and it just wasn't working out. But it's just the scenery, the sights, the sounds the drum uh the, the band playing the drums uh you know like you go to a high, like whenever i think about high school football i think about popcorn cuz i can sm- <laughs> i can smell you can always right. smell popcorn and, and burgers yeah and hot dogs cooking yeah. at, at the uh, when you walk into the stadium what's like- your
5: favorite game day food like oh. like like maybe oh, me- not, not maybe not like the food food but like that type of food what's your favorite oh, like wings. concession stand oh, w- come wings. on man get we yeah. just we just had a bonding. I'm, t- moment I'm telling
3: day. you, it's literally my favorite. We just had a bonding. Moment, That's my there, favorite bro. food in the world.
5: I could eat wings Why every single that? day. Why is that? Why is that? I don't. I don't a, know. A game day bucket of wings or whatever basket, whatever you want to call it, and beer it's, and fries. I, oh man, like I, I didn't I
3: don't even need the fries. I just give me wings and, and a fries. beer I'm and a, a
5: Pittsburgh and, dude, bro. I love.
3: You got to like fries. fries. I mean, they put fries in their toothpaste in Pittsburgh. You got to like put fries. Bro, we
5: put that S on everything, bro.
3: I got to be honest with you, though. Burgers, bologna sandwiches. I had a Permani Brothers name at PNC where the Pirates played. I know you loved it. It was awful. I gotta be honest. No. Yeah, well, I but I had a permani at at a real permani and it was better. I think it was just the ball. Oh. Part. Yeah, that,
5: that always happens. Yeah, it's that a watered down happens. version, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. like you, you think you think you're. Getting- I don't know, man. I, I used when when I did radio in DC, one of the hottest spots. shots out to Ben's Chili Bowl. Great people, <laughs> great spot. That's the, good. I had that, bro. And we used to we used to do our show on the terminal before every game, and. They would bring me a half smoke every game. Half smoke of what? What do you mean? No, that's the name of it. Weed? What is it? I mean, it, it gets you, gets you nice <laughs> like some weed. I tell you that <laughs> from what I hear. Hey, so, so it's it's uh it's a sausage and a hot dog, and it's got like chili on it. Oh, jeez. And I love chili too, man. And, 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 I oh man. And, and let me tell you something, bro. Let me tell you something about that that binge chili bowl that them half smokes boy. And, and and it, it, it the consistency of it and which was crazy cuz I used to get it at the at the baseball stadium more than going in to the uh, to the to the main spot but back to permani brothers bro you got to get their, their fried zucchini too by the way it's the best fried zucchini that you'll ever have in your life and their big fish the, the fish sandwich with the coleslaw on it or like like the the whatever it is that they put on it but with the the french fries on top of it you got to get extra tartar sauce and some hot sauce and put on it and then you got to cut it Little, I, little Iron City light on the side. Little, I uh, see yeah, light, yeah, you baby. Go. Come on, oh, you're man. taking me back home, Jesus. Jonas. I'm about God. to go jump on a red eye as oh, soon man. as this bad boy is over. Wings,
3: chili. I, I'd actually love to find. I'd love to do some research on uh, how much the average man gains in weight from September to January. <laughs> it's probably love ridiculous. Because everyone says, oh, man, I got to watch my uh, physique for the holidays. Man, kiss my ass. You've been eating like crap for two months <laughs> for watching football. What are you talking about? You know Get what out of here for the holidays. You know what
5: else i love bro nachos yeah i'm a solid big, i'm a big nacho fan solid and the older i've gotten now here's the weird thing about me i never was a pepper guy but now in my older age like I spicy food i take yeah. the physical challenge yeah. and i like getting jalapenos on my my nachos yeah i i, I love me some spicy food man I, I got to have. Uh, let's go live. By the way,
3: we do have uh, a crack staff here, no stone unturned here on uh, weekday mornings. This isn't like this isn't like the weekend stuff you're used to, lamar yeah. This is this is a this is weekday mornings, man. Yeah. Right, we're, we're the big time. Uh, well, let's go live. We do have a a researcher, a medical uh, researcher on staff here. Let's go live to our medical professional, uh, Danny, uh, Danny G, to find G. out about weight gain <laughs> uh, during the football season what for the ladies. Danny Danny? That's
0: right, fellas. A study by Harris Interactive found that 25 percent of football fans have gained an average of 10 pounds during football season. That's good weight. I buy it.
5: That's what they call good weight. I buy
0: it. I
3: I 100% buy it. But the problem is you get to a point to where – That ten just sticks around a little bit longer. You know what I mean? Like, there's just there's a
5: point to where you add
1: it on. (laughs) It doesn't go anywhere. Then you you get to the season
5: again. Like, it's six months to try to get it off.
1: Oh man! You
5: you gain that slow one or two going into the (laughs) next season. (laughs) Then you add ten more. (laughs) Now it turned into twenty three pounds. Yeah. By the way,
0: sixteen percent in the study gained more than twenty pounds Mm. during the same period.
3: Well, listen. You know, like, and and then. But but here's the here's the best part. You'll get to the holidays and they'll go, "Nah, man, I got to, you know, I just you need know, no, nah, I just want to make sure I want to be smart about it." It's like, "Dude, you've been eating like crap for 2 months. First first Saturday Sunday of the, of the football season, your body goes into a state of shock. The first weekend because you're now telling yourself, "I can eat this. I'm I should be rewarded. It's celebration time. Football's back." And your body's like, "Hey, man, no moss. Like I like, I, this, like Roberto Duran, no Moss. Like, I, we're not used to what you're doing right now. And oh then it's just God. a slow build
5: from there. You know there. what the funniest thing is? Is that football season ends after January? Oh, yeah. It totally destroys New Year. <laughs> oh, it's over. Your New Year's resolution. I'm going to get back and say, wait, hold on. The Super Bowl has a, oh, yeah. its bowl season. Like, yeah. the best bowl games happen and after, then, the, after and,
3: January 1st. And if you take your lady out for Valentine's Day, zero <laughs> shot you're tucking in your shirt. That's a zero, <laughs> zero shot. Zero shot. I'm telling you right now. You'll see more guys with
5: untucked button-up shirts on Valentine's
3: Day, and all that's because of football season. That is
5: funny. Some people are happy with their gut hanging out when they tuck their shirt in. Not so, me, man. Some people can pull it off, man. I I, I can't. My legs are too small. It's the funniest thing. My, 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 my gut, when it's out there, it hides my legs. And then people... People say I have the little man legs. I, I don't like that. And by the way, our chef on staff, Roberto, uh, have you figured out a way to make nachos
3: to where it gets to every layer? Or we still got to, uh, you know, this is a pain in the ass, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, come on. Trying to figure that yeah, out. Do you I, bake yours? I bake mine. See, I heard, I, I saw a recipe that was done. I I forget the name of it. They they take the top off a giant can, they pour the chips in the can so it's sitting vertically, and then they pour the toppings in like that. So when you lift the top up, the chips all spill out and it goes everywhere. I forget oh. what it's called, but it's a, it's a fan and I probably just that was terrible radio what I just did. that's, <laughs> that's exactly why I don't do play by play. That was terrible radio, but trust me, I will try and find. I totally the name did not get a mental visual. All right, well listen, it, I, but, I I'll, I'll tweet it out. All right, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. I We'll tweet it out here. Uh, we are completely off the rails. Uh, all right. Uh, it's Outkick the Coverage here, Fox Sports Radio. It's food! You're never <laughs> off the rails with food! He's Levar Arrington, I'm Jonas Knox. All right, so coming up next, we are going to get to um, a player in the NFL knows he has something to prove, and there could be a Super Bowl on the line to do so. It's yours next here on FSR.
0: This is Outkick the
3: Coverage.
1: What's like your the,
5: favorite game day food? Oh, like, wings. concession stand. Oh, w- Come wings. on, man. Get, we, yeah. ju- we just had a bonding. I'm, t- moment. I'm telling it. you, it's literally my favorite. We just had a bonding. Moment That's my there, favorite bro. food in the world.
3: I could eat wings Why every is single that? day. <laughs> oh, man. I'll kick the coverage here, Fox Sports Radio. He's LeVar Arrington. I'm Jonas Knox here on FSR. Uh, by the way, coming up in 10 minutes from now, less than 10 minutes from now, it is the return of Animal Thunderdome. Oh, yeah. All right, Animal Thunderdome, uh, an hour earlier than normal, which means we got another hour to uh, recap what the hell Danny d- dug up to deliver in the world of animals and beyond. Um, and, and usually he likes to end these uh, these segments with, with a, a death. A, yeah, uh- you know, a celebrity yeah. animal death. With, with, with a story from the morgue of, uh, of the uh, <laughs> Animal Thunderdome but we will get into the Animal Thunderdome coming up 10 minutes from now, less nice. than 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio uh, by the way I did tweet out the uh, link uh, trash can nachos is what I was trying to think of that I did a poor job of explaining on the air uh, we were talking about game day food uh, for the upcoming NFL and college football season, trash can nachos I sent it out to everybody on the show, um, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. You don't have to follow me. I couldn't care less. Uh, don't don't follow me. Just <laughs> steal the recipe and make it on your own. But uh, Roberto, that's legit, man. I'm telling you, there's something to that. That the way they have that the whole thing set up there, yeah, with trash can nachos. For sure, can't wait. Lavar's Lavar already started making them. Like he's shopping head, on I've already. Yeah. Made them in my head. That's right. I
5: told you. Listen, I, when we were watching the TV yesterday, <laughs> we love watching Food Network while <laughs> we're doing the show. By the way, everyone, and I was getting so hungry watching them make these steak hoagies. <laughs> <laughs> so I go to our butcher. Shouts out to my peeps at Plaza uh, Butcher uh, Plaza Meats. But anyway, I go get some ribeyes, and I had them, I was going to cut them myself. They're like, "Oh, you freeze them for thirty to forty minutes, then it's easier to cut." They got the cutter right there. I was like, "Can you cut these ribeyes for me?" She, yeah. I was like, "Oh, all right." So She cuts them up, man. I go back to the crib. I whip them things up, bro. i am tell you, and and in my mind, I'm like, I like everything I see on the television. It's like it gets into my head, and then I start, like, formulating a plan, like a game plan, like for a football game. Like, it's the craziest (laughs) thing. And I try – it doesn't – sometimes it Uh, works, sometimes it doesn't, Jonas. Well, listen – trial and error, right? Yeah. That's, that's, how, this yeah, stuff that's happens. how you get it.
3: That's how you get it. So, uh, Zeke Elliott, uh, he had some comments. Now, he had some comments on the vaccine, um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I'm tired of talking about that. Uh, he had some other comments about uh, this upcoming season uh, and uh, in which he basically said he's got something to prove. He does. Um, yeah, I, and, and I would agree with
5: you. To himself.
3: Because we can sit here and we can point at Dak Prescott and say, well, the, should they have given him the money? And, you know, is he going to be healthy coming into next season? and we're unsure about Mike McCarthy and what about the defense and blah. Man, let's just focus on the guy who did get paid first, and that was Zeke. And I got to be honest, man, if you're a Cowboy fan, I think you were expecting a little bit more after that guy signed the dotted line on that contract.
5: I mean, you think? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's it's one of those things where this, this this Dallas team has struggled. There's been a lot of, of noting and pointing out the the idea that this offensive line is not the line that it was when everybody talked about it being a Super Bowl-caliber offensive line. They have probably the most to prove out of everyone is the offensive front for Dallas. Um, if, if Ezekiel Elliott is able to r- run more than you know what, maybe Dak Prescott isn't forced to be flushed out of the pocket and be running. Uh, he's able to throw more effective. You know, they're more effective in the passing game. I mean, there's just so many different things that are connected to if you win in the trenches. And and so to me, looking at Ezekiel Elliott right now, if I am Dallas and I'm an offensive lineman with Dallas, they should be thinking that more – they should take the ownership – of Ezekiel Elliott coming out and saying, I got something to prove. I need to do better. I need to be better. They should be taking onus on that. So I'll tell you from experience, Jonas, when we used to play against Dallas, the one thing that you knew you were going to have to deal with were some nasty-ass O-linemen. Yeah. Yep. My, my rookie year, my rookie year, because this is all I heard about coming into playing in the NFC East. Dallas, 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 they got this guy, like Larry Allen, Larry Allen this, Larry oh Allen God. that, Larry Allen, Larry oh Allen, Allen, Larry, oh Allen. Larry Allen, Larry Allen. They're so nasty. They're nasty, da-da-da, this and that. And they're like, oh, they got another guy, Eric Williams. They they drafted Flo Zell Adams. Uh, this, this is all crazy offensive line. I'm like, all right, man, we get into Texas Stadium, my rookie year, and Emmett Smith gets a toss. And I had I, all I could think about was beat Dallas and you're good. Like, we're good. Like, we were having a decent year, but it wasn't a great year. We were having a decent year. Beat Dallas. And all I remember was going into the week, they just kept telling me, LeVar, when you see a puller, if it's, if it's Larry Allen, you got to chop him. You got to take his legs. Chop him down. Now you got to keep in mind the school I come from. We're linebacker you. We don't play that. I'm not chopping you. Yeah. yeah. I'm popping you.
3: Yeah, you're not you're not a a D tackle trying to buy right, time for the uh, linebacker behind you. We
5: don't we don't do that ducking and dodging <laughs> stuff. So here we are in the game. And and Emmitt gets a toss. And here comes Larry Allen on a pull. I can hear him breathing. He's, like, a, he's a dump truck, dude. You can hear him breathing. Right? So I start breathing. We hit. Boom! I turn and look, and Emmitt Smith is still running downfield. <laughs> and so is Larry Allen. <laughs> Emmett Smith is running downfield. And so is Larry Allen. Oh, man. I, I, I didn't know what happened, right? I'm like, what happened? What ha- I, I hit him solid. It was as hard as I could hit him. I gave him everything that I had. We get in the film review. I went 360 degrees off my feet in the air, landed on my feet in the exact same place where I hit that man everybody was laughing (laughs) everybody was laughing and and then somebody somebody in the room i don't even remember who it was somebody's wrong you had the larry the larry allen experience that's the la experience i'm like first off i'm la they call me la (laughs) second of all i did get the la experience i mean look man and and, and i gave him i said you could be la you could be la first i'll be la second if it's okay with you mr allen
3: I, that's that is a guy much like Aaron Donald that's a guy everybody looks at and goes
5: hey respect you like, see him out of his par- like like how Aaron Donald is i just met Aaron Donald at the super bowl that was in miami and and he's from where i'm from we're from the same yeah. place and i just met him and, and when i saw him i was like dang he's small yeah yeah larry allen outside of his pads is is he's small He's not that big And his pads. He, you remember Ram Man on He yep. Man? Yeah. You hit his head th- th- like he pop up and stuff <laughs> on the football field. Dude was like Ram Man. His 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 foot his pads came up like I don't even know how you could see a star on his helmet because his pads <laughs> came up so far on his on his head. You just saw the top of his head. And then, and then it just started. It just go down. It was like literally like the perfect V shaped person. Like his password, like bigger than life. And then it goes all the way down. And then his feet got big again. But the dude could run. It was like it was like a, a horrible, ridiculous science experiment. We're going to make the nastiest, rudest, baddest football player at this position. But he's not even going to be that big. Yeah, he was awesome. I I mean, that was awesome. Man, ridiculous, bro. So anyways, the point is, is that you're able to become the all-time leading rusher in the history of the National Football League when you have an offensive line that says, I am going to make sure my quarterback stays upright and has the ability to throw the ball. I am going to make sure that our running backs have the ability to have open holes and be able to get up into the second wave, the second phase of of the the defense. It has to be the offensive line that supports Ezekiel Elliott in this bold Uh, proclamation of what it is that he thinks he needs to prove. He's L.A., R.L.A., Lavar
3: Arrington. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Outkick the Coverage. Coming up next, Animal Thunderdome. Animal (laughs) Thunderdome is next. For all the latest, though, it's Eddie Garcia. Thanks, Jonas. It's all about
6: Major League Baseball. We had a couple of very interesting and dramatic finishes in a couple of old time rivalries. We'll start in the West Coast, where the Giants scored four in the ninth and beat the Dodgers five to three. Kenley Jansen, the closer for the Dodgers, blows the save for the second straight night. There was a controversial. Uh, call in the ninth inning in this one. Base is loaded, full count, two out. The uh, batter for San Francisco has a check swing. They appealed to first base. If the umpire calls him out, game's over. He says he didn't swing. That forced in the tying run, and San Francisco goes on to get the win, and they took three of four in the series from the Dodgers and now lead L.A. in the NLS by three games. Red Sox scored two in the ninth, two more in the tenth walk-off with a 5-4 win over the Yankees. Uh, New York relief pitcher Brooks krisky set a major league record. He threw four wild pitches in the 10th inning. I had never done, been done before in an extra inning. Uh, Rays down the Indians 5-4-10. Boston still with a one-game lead on Tampa Bay in the AL East. The A's beat the Mariners 4-1. Oakland now two and a half games back of Idle Houston in the AL West. Then the Braves down the Phillies 7-2. to two. Philadelphia is now four back of the Mets in the NL East. The opening ceremonies of the Olympics are going on right now. Uh, Very weird stuff going on. There's lots of dancing, (laughs) uh, people running around with uh, signs are twirling around. I don't know what's going on, but uh, the opening ceremonies of the Olympics are going on right now. Of course, there's no fans there. Uh, So I'm curious to see when they walk in, like the athletes come in, will they wave or will they just kind of walk around? Mm. I'm not sure how that's going to work, but. Yeah,
3: yeah. What, yeah, what's the point?
6: I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, it, it's a TV show. I mean, it, it
3: literally is just for TVs. There's no there you people go. there, so there you go. Oh. Huh? Well, listen now. Uh, well, there you go. Hey, l- that's why we got options. So, uh, why we, why we got Food Network on. Uh, all right, uh, thank you, Eddie. It's Outkick the coverage here, at Fox Sports Radio, uh, right now, uh, and actually coming up here, we'll call it a little about twelve minutes from now on FSR. Um, you know, somebody had some interesting comments in the world of football yesterday. We'll get uh, our thoughts on that. Uh, it is a major name in the world of college football, but for right now, it's time for something we do on the show called this.
4: Ladies and gentlemen. I'm just glad I was there. Boys and girls. I thought he thought I was like this
3: ginormous piece of chicken. Dying time's here. I had a bullet constrictor stuck to my face. Dan, you have a what? This
0: is Animal
1: Thunderdome.
3: And now we turn it over to Danny G to find out what the hell sort of material you have uh, concocted here on this week's edition. All right, let's start in Houston
0: where U.S. Customs and Border Protection, they were uh, working overtime at George Bush Airport because they intercepted 15 live giant land snails. From a passenger's luggage Now I sent, I tweeted I texted all of you guys (laughs) pictures of these Ugly things, I'll tweet them out At Danny G Radio, now it might seem fun To have these African Land snails as an exotic pet Right, or maybe not Uh, It's considered one of the most invasive Pests in the world though the passenger was traveling from Nigeria and initially only declared dried beef, but later amended her declaration to include these live snails. During an examination of her luggage, agriculture specialists found three plastic zip-closed bags containing these live snails with fresh
5: leaves and some beef. How s- do you have a zip-closed <laughs> bag and expect for them to live? Yeah. <sighs> The snails. And, and did I miss something? Ugh. They were
0: turned over to the U.S. Department of Ag, who identified the snails as banana rasp snails. Hmm. Now these these suckers are native to West Africa and they affect fruit crops and plants. Giant African snails are believed to carry a parasite in its slime. It's responsible for a form of meningitis
5: oh. that's harmful to humans. Jeez. Yeah. Are they cookable? Are they edible? This is just nasty, man. So
0: you're you're you are a world traveler, Lavar. You're thinking of some uh some escargot. Yeah, oh, that's God. what I'm thinking.
5: I mean, does He's the meningitis
0: get cooked out? Yeah, I mean, there's it, is, a lot
5: of things that are are not good for you if if not, you know, prepared isn't, correctly. Uh, isn't escargot, is that like eggs? Isn't that like no, uh, that's snail snails. eggs? Oh, it's, no, uh, it's snails. your snails thinking, in France. You're thinking of caviar. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think, maybe. I don't oh, know. Listen,
3: either one of those, I'm not eating. You're out? Oh, yeah, I'm not eating all that. Right.
5: Put a little salt Dis- on them. Disgusting. A little sea salt.
3: Oh, God. so nasty
5: man and these snails are huge dude hey hey, man i've eaten chitlins before don't mess with me uh, those are uh yeah yeah yeah. intestines yeah they're
0: so nasty that even exotic pet veterinarians here in the u.s
5: will not treat these snails because they're illegal oh wow that's a serious snail that's a snell of a see, story. See,
3: I don't, I don't mind like, like the. Jesus God. Oh my God. Thank you.
1: Lamar will be like, here till Thursday. Tip your waiter. Oh wait, it's Friday. Uh, Dave, oh Dave, Dave
3: Coulier, everybody. Uh, Dave oh, Coulier, man. kind enough to hang out with us here. Uh, see, I don't mind uh, like banana slugs, like the Santa Cruz banana slugs, one of the great mascots in all the sports. Like I don't mind banana, <laughs> banana slugs. slugs. Like, snails, I don't mind. These are too big, man. Like, this looks like something off yeah. the never-ending story. I'm not interested. I'm still
5: locked in on zipped plastic bags. I know. How are they breathing? <laughs> I know. Like, there's that no oxygen. Random. They only had so much oxygen. You yeah. only had so much time. A little a little bizarre.
0: Time. Uh, let's go to Jersey for the next story. And you guys have actually talked about seagulls on the air yeah. together before. Yeah. Well, Kylie Holman was celebrating her best friend's birthday when an uninvited guest smacked her right in the face. Holman, who's 13... Got more than she bargained for when she hopped on the classic slingshot I ride. Saw this. With her best friend Georgia Reed at Wildwood, New Jersey's Maury Piers and Beachfront Water Park. She was skyrocketed into the air at 75 miles per hour and she came face to face with the speeding seagull. Oh, it was man. right at the beginning though. As yeah. soon as they Splash! launched
5: her it hit her and she recovered like she was yeah. like, ah! And yeah. she grabbed it she, she got rid of it. Yeah. Like, first of all, <laughs> she must be a New Jersey and I married a New Jersey and they are still cold she got she got nervous she got rattled but she recomposed herself oh, yeah. she grabbed that seagull got rid of the seagull the seagull was like what we supposed to do this together but i'm gonna try to fly <laughs> off and then she started enjoying the ride again And by the way seagulls
3: are basically sewer rats with black yeah, you, eyes you can't stand yeah, them. literally black eyes on a sewer
5: rat i i can't they're just
3: nasty man
5: seagulls are what? gross dude they she eat got trash rid of this. Terrible. terrible she got rid of that bad boy quick that what joint hit funny, her. funny
0: <laughs> because in this uh, resulting video, you see that the birthday is oblivious as Holman peels this bird <laughs> off her face yeah, and Yeah, had no clue. Tosses the animal to the side to set it free. She says, I knew there was no going back and it was just going to hit me, she told Fox. I didn't know what to do, so I waited for it to spin over. I just grabbed it and threw it off of yeah, me she quick. she did. She did. Meanwhile, the other teen's mother, Arena Reed, said she didn't realize what had happened until the ride had finished. I saw the wing fall from the vehicle, but at first I thought they were tickets, mm. she said, according to the Daily Mail. The seagull appears to be uninjured un- in this video. It That's flaps so away. <laughs> it just leaves feathers behind. And this upset teenager, Holman, told her local TV news outlet that she has no plans to ride the slingshot ever again. You gotta no, make man. sure that you don't upset PETA. You,
5: you gotta make sure you get in there. Oh, and the seagull uh, was not injured. Oh, like, screw man, you, Forget, Peter. That. forget
3: uh, that. You know what? I'd love to catch somebody uh, from PETA eating a cheeseburger one. Time that would be uh, that, pretty that would, interesting. I would, lo- I would love to see that happen. Here, here's my problem I love if this was any other bird, I don't think it would be that much of an issue because it's that sewer rat, the mm. seagull. That, like, here, here's sewer rats. See, uh, I think pigeons are worse okay, than seagulls. See, I, no, no, I think, I think pigeons. There, seagulls are the bird that other birds offer change to on the side Yeah, of but road. see,
5: but <laughs> pigeons are the bird that dap up rats. They be on the sidewalk together, and they'll be walking like, oh, you going over to Capitol Grill? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Tap him up like I'll check yeah. you out over there, Nicodemus. Like, we'll go. <laughs> they got names for each other and everything, <laughs> Nicodemus. man. Nicodemus. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know they were Greek.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. I, <didn't, laughs> I had the idea they were Greek.
5: <laughs> All right, and quickly for the final
0: Thunderdome story thought about it long and hard of whether or not to do another tiger killing in asia (laughs) but i thought this would be a little more fun and i'm going to tweet this picture out you guys all have it in your phones now Coss River is the place in Michigan. Yeah. There was a Bigfoot sighting. Yep. Now, there's kind of a war going on between the haters and the believers. A friend of the program, Joe Kinsey from Outkick.com, posted this video the other day. And people are not sure what to make of this. It's a kayaker who took a five-second video of what looks like Bigfoot carrying baby Bigfoot. Yeah. Or maybe a deer just strange in the in the picture there's one still photo which you guys now have and I'll tweet this out it's crazy. The kayaker was scared, so didn't get close enough to get get a clear photo. But what do you guys make? That
5: was Lanita. She was on, on vacation. Yeah, I was going to say. that, that what wasn't do you make big... from this photo right I'm here? T- I just told you, Daddy. It's Lanita. <laughs> I, I got to be honest She's with you. She's from Grand
3: Rapids. <laughs> I gotta she be was a... on vacation. I got to be honest with you. When you zoom in on the picture, it looks like he's holding uh, whatever this thing it's is. It's a she. It's, Why are you holding... disrespecting her? Well, I just told y'all who it, she is. It, it's holding, uh, <laughs> holding a baby. But when you pull out... Just careful! Oh wow! Uh, when, you, Pause. when you when you when come zoom, on, Lanita. Yeah, when you zoom, you out. don't
0: get a baby Bigfoot oh, yeah. if you do that.
5: Yes, you do. Can I get a?
3: When you, but when you yeah. actually zoom out on the picture, it, it looks like a guy uh, with a lot of hair who's uh, you know washing his downstairs bathroom. If you know what I mean.
5: Well, y'all 20, keep staying on guy. I'm trying <laughs> to tell y'all who it is. But go ahead, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I what don't, you don't got want to piss anybody off. A 2020
0: report on Bigfoot sightings by state had missed at 220 reports, which puts them at the top of the list. Um, Looks like
3: Chupacabras to
0: me. Washington is still (laughs) number one in sightings. Nevada has the fewest sightings <laughs> per capita but this happens uh, in Michigan a lot.
5: It just happens to be the two places where narcotics is, is, is very, very well used and oh. represented yeah, gonna you know, say, man. you. We have lots of fans yeah, in Michigan. I, I was,
3: was going to say, man this is like... Uh, and some, Washington. Is, some, we love you. Yeah, this is some meth head. <laughs> they got that good we? Oui. Yeah, this is some meth head who rolled around in dog hair. Yeah, like, I, I don't know, uh, like, I don't know I don't know what we're looking at here. Like, I'm telling you, it's like, Danny, will you tweet this picture out? I'm going
0: to do that during it, the break if here. You,
3: if you zoom in, it looks like somebody holding a baby. If you zoom out, it looks like they're cleaning their crotch. Mm. I'm telling you, like it's, it's weird. There's
5: something about this, but uh, it's just somebody who was vacationing, man, and just, yeah. just stayed a little too long with all their right. vacation. Yeah. That's that's all. Yeah, you know, like it, they living out there, like you know, naked and afraid. Yeah. I love that show. You know an, I mean? in, Encino, man. There I woke up in a block of ice in Ann Arbor and Bam. decided let me go bathe. Bam, let's go do it, slob. Hey, you know. All right. Uh,
3: it is outkick uh, the coverage here, Fox Sports <laughs> Radio. He's Levar Arrington. I'm Jonas Knox here on FSR. All right. So coming up next, there was a player. Uh, who had some comments about a a well-known coach in the world of college football and in the NFL, Super Bowl champion. LeVar's got intimate knowledge of this situation, and he doesn't even know it. We'll get to that next here on FSR. This, this is Outkick the Coverage. Uh, so we've talked a lot about uh, so college football um, the latest on the Oklahoma Texas sort of uh, you know potential move to the SEC the big 12 commissioners last night uh, they got together to uh, or the big 12 uh, uh, teams and, and athletic directors got together on a conference call to discuss what was happening Oklahoma and Texas were not there uh, of course because they're trying to get to the SEC so it feels like this is going to go on for a little while but Oklahoma and Texas as of right now now are trying to get out of the big 12 and they want to get
5: to uh, the SEC. That is the, uh, that is the goal there for those two programs. <sighs> hey, man. Uh, you got, sometimes you got it. It's more of a financial play and I get that. Yeah. But I think it would be a difficult transition is what I'll say. Yeah. That would be a difficult deal, especially for Oklahoma. Like Oklahoma shows that they can be good, but they haven't shown that they're elite or dominant. And outside of the pageantry and the tradition of what Oklahoma has represented in the past, I don't know what Oklahoma could do to change their trajectory. I mean, you've had Heisman trophy winners. Yeah. There should there you you would assume that there would be some type of spike in terms of how much better they're able to do but they just they always miss. They always miss. And listen, I know people are out there sitting there saying, "So does Penn State." Yeah, you're right. You're right. But the one thing that I will say about Penn State, uh they've they've gone through the growing pains of being a part of the Big 10 in a time where the the coverage and the expectations and and just the total landscape of where college athletics is was not where it is now. Yeah. So a lot of things could slip through the cracks. <laughs> a lot of things slip through the cracks there. Uh, uh, things could slip through the cracks that, you know, possibly won't do that now. And I think that the pressure, the, the turn up of, of pressure on on decision makers at these, these institutions would be it would be ridiculously high and probably very difficult to overcome. A lot of people will end up losing their jobs oh, yeah. in these types of situations. Oh, let me
3: tell you something right now. If I'm Lincoln Riley, uh, if, when when it does get announced and they say, uh, yeah, so we're going to the SEC in 2023, I'm out for the NFL. See ya, I'll take the cowboy job if McCarthy fails. I'm out. I got, I, if I'm Lincoln Riley, you're at your highest right now. It only goes downhill if you go to the if you go to the SEC. Like you are the guy who gets quarterbacks Heisman Trophy awards. No. Like that is that's a I that's mean, something to, to hang guy, your hat on. Look
5: at my guy Matt Rule. I mean he goes to Baylor. I mean he made he obviously with with you know his 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 background, but yeah. he was a part of Temple being good. He yes. goes into state college and beats beats Penn State, his alma mater. I mean it. Then he goes. It's like everywhere he's gone, he's had success. Yes. But then he ends up in the Big Twelve, and and he's winning with Baylor. Yes. Like he's made them relevant. Yep. And he gets a he gets a gig. He gets an NFL gig, and
3: and gets a seven year contract with gig. no NFL experience. Yeah, with none, none. So, um, it, and I think was he? I think he might have been an assistant with the Giants for yeah, a year. But maybe
5: I, I, when I say NFL experience, yeah, then no, like, I got you. Being, being uh, having a cup of coffee with a team is not being a head coach yeah, like no, going that's like you know <laughs> that's like going from pedaling a bicycle to jumping on a, a ninja motorcycle like it's it's just very di- it's two different animals yeah two uh, different things
3: and so in, in talking about just the landscape of college football and uh and and where we stand with college football jim harbaugh uh the uh, coach of the michigan wolverines um you know he was uh, talking with uh, the media obviously uh, big 10 media days big deal and uh, everybody's gathering around and so jim harbaugh Barbaugh was uh, discussing um, just sort of the uh, talk about him being on the hot seat there as the michigan head coach here's what he had to say
1: i look at it like uh people are trying to discourage you you know that's almost like propaganda like let's discourage them you know almost like world war ii uh propaganda machines you know um you know stop quit you know uh you know no need to try you have no chance don't even try any further uh Yeah, so you just, it, that becomes like, no, we don't, we don't, we don't subscribe to that at all. Try to get to the top. You know, we're going to die trying. We're either going to get there or die trying. Who, my who are
3: we? That's my guy, Jim Harbaugh. Who, yeah, who the are we? Michigan Wolverines. You better believe it. The
5: Michigan Wolverines. I mean, but who with the I, Michigan I, Wolverines? <laughs> who with Because I'm sure there are a lot of people on that team like, yeah, I don't know about what coach talking about. Uh, I was like, ah! see, like, I don't know about that trying, would you not? I, see, I, I actually think
3: uh, – First of all, I think Jim Harbaugh has been a success at Michigan. I just think that people came in – Tired of hearing about how great Jim Harbaugh is as a coach, and he's a good coach. Everywhere he's been, he's, he's turned around the program that he's been at, whether it was San Diego, whether it was Stanford, whether it was the Niners. Um, Michigan was a bad football program when he got there. Uh, they're back into relevancy. I just think the expectations were wrong to begin with. They've never been Ohio State, ever. Michigan's never been Ohio State it, Ooh. It, they've, they've, Ohio State Ooh. has Ohio State has run that conference man
5: for a while yeah I, it never is a long time Michigan has some serious football history and they, they they've they've been the, the the cream of the crop for for at times I, I I'll say this I'll say this. The, the the expectation like if you talked about this the other day in terms of football rivalries and how important they are there is no bigger football rivalry than Ohio State oh, and Michigan there yeah. is it's not it, and when I say it's not even close it's not no. even it's not even close okay when we were yeah we're about the in the
3: same age range Miami Florida State was in the discussion. Those days are dead. Let's, it's not the same. It's, it's not the same. It, it,
5: it's not even the same back no, then. It's, it's not. not close. It's it's not close. And, like and it's,
3: it's got to be a nine a.m. Pacific time kickoff. That's when Michigan Ohio State has to happen. Do not fart around by scheduling it later in the day. It's got to be a nine a.m. Pacific time kickoff, noon Eastern time. That's right. where that game that, has to That's happen. where
5: this this like it's the rivalry still continues to drive just like what we were talking about with Oklahoma and Texas, the the pageantry, the tradition, the legacies that are connected to these programs are what are still able to drive them forward even in being a an an okay team. Harbaugh is is over five hundred. I believe he's what, forty nine and let me see, forty nine and twenty two? He's still he's 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 forty nine and twenty two but he doesn't beat Michigan. That's I mean, excuse me, he doesn't beat Ohio yeah, State. Yeah. And 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 that's, you know, you're not winning the Big 10. Yeah. So, mediocre is what you're going to call Michigan. Mediocracy is where you're placing the Michigan Wolverines because Michigan, when you think of Michigan, it's supposed to be a battle back and forth between Michigan and Ohio State to win the Big 10. And that's not what it is. In fact, Michigan isn't even representing the the side of the Big Ten that competes for yeah. the Big Ten title. And now you got teams like Pat Fitzgerald has Northwestern as a relevant team. Wisconsin is always a relevant team. Iowa flirts with being more than you know than what they generally are. They they flirt with it. You now have, you're now seeing. Now this is crazy. You're seeing Indiana take advances towards being a more competitive and better team uh in the Big 10. So when you look at what the task is as a head coach in the Big 10, it's a it's an arms race for talent and Michigan does exceptionally well in recruiting. They just don't seem to be able to turn it into what is considered to be successful seasons, which is beating Ohio State, competing for the Big Ten title or yeah. getting it. Perfect example.
3: John Cooper, Ohio State coach, was hundred and eleven and forty three, a seven fifteen winning percentage there. There you go. But he was two eight and one against Michigan
5: and that's why he lost
3: yeah, his job he can't survive it trestle on the other hand trestle was dominant urban meyer dominant and and those guys were looked at completely different and john cooper had a hell
5: of a run there with ohio state yeah, but... L- lloyd carr yep all you got to do is beat O state yeah get when 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 the big 10 get to the rose bowl like that's the idea of it and and listen James Franklin is under tremendous scrutiny, tremendous pressure because he can't get past Ohio State. And for us for Penn State, that's what we want. We want O State. Yeah. We we have to have a successful year for us is beating Ohio State. We might we might, you know, we might fall off a couple other games. People can tolerate it. The faithful can tolerate it if you win certain games, and one of those certain games, the highest on our list, is Ohio State. Yeah. If you can't beat Ohio State, and and James has not beaten Ohio State for like he's been very close, but he's not beating them. You are going to fall under an intense scrutiny that could eventually lead to you not being the coach. And that's why Jim Harbaugh is under so much, so much scrutiny and so much stress. Is it's not propaganda? Sorry, you're winning, but the the propaganda is thinking that you can continue to be what you are, even being t- uh, Jim Harbaugh that that played at Michigan and had a, a brilliant career. And not beat Ohio State. It doesn't work that way.
3: Up next, some things in the world of sports we have not had a chance to get to. They are yours here. But for all the latest, it's Eddie Garcia.
6: Thank you, Jonas. Uh, watching the uh, Olympics opening ceremonies going on right now in Tokyo. Did you know that Syria has a 12-year-old table tennis athlete that is uh, competing in the Olympics? That according to Mike Tarico, The things you learn. Watching the opening ceremonies of the Olympics. I, I, I could tell, but
3: you're st- speechless. Uh, I uh, mean, uh, fun fact. Uh, was that the Sudan I just saw? They had this Sudan walking out. Uh, now we've got uh, Spain what, uh, has entered right. the yeah. chat. Uh, very right. good. So in, in alphabetical order. Yeah. Uh, anybody want to guess what country is next in alphabetical order? Mm. Do we want to take a stab at this? Uh, Syria. Okay, that's a good one. Um, I was going to go uh, South- Siberia. I was going to go South Dakota. Anybody uh, want to oh, take geez. me up on that? What? Tijuana. Is that an over- yeah, Tijuana. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, Tijuana. All right, that's good. Uh, that yeah. works. By uh, the way,
6: did you know notice Those are Jonas? states. They have a new uh, yeah, policy. <laughs> they have a new policy this this uh, year at the Olympics. A male and female athlete have to carry the flag in together.
3: So yeah they, uh, good yeah you know, about time gender equality Yeah, there. you know, about time. Yeah, I'm sick
5: of this. About time. You are I so guess. funny for that. All right, to major, major league
3: baseball
6: last night. Uh, Roberto's laughing now, but he wasn't laughing earlier when his Ooh. Dodgers oh, lost oh, to the Giants. Eddie,
3: how could you? i cut your mic off, Eddie.
6: Oh <laughs> you can cut it off in about two minutes, and I'll be out the door. Uh, the Giants uh, score four in the ninth off of Kenley Jansen for a five-three five, win. That's that sounds like the Dodgers fan that I know. Uh, second straight night blown save for Kenley Jansen. Uh, there was a controversial call in the ninth inning. Bases loaded, full Didn't count. Didn't matter.
3: He walked. The bases loaded.
6: Check swing. <laughs> They say he did not go around, so the tying run comes to the plate. If, if they would have called it a strike, the game would have been over. But anyway, San Francisco takes three of four in the series and now three games up on L.A. in the NL West.
3: Yes, Jonas? I was just going to say, like this is uh, he would have never spoken this way if it were Eric Gagne. Eric Gagne, who was on the gas, he would have never have said this. But Kenley Jansen out there trying to finish Gagne, off his career. Gagne, game over, baby. Yeah, trying to finish off his career, and, uh, and you got savages like Roberto and Ben Maller who won't let him get through the rest of his season. I, I want to apologize on our ble- Blowtorch torch am 570 la sports the flagship of the dodgers i want to apologize for roberto's comments
5: about kenley jansen mm. how dare he how dare you roberto <laughs> think- slovakia is up now by the way oh, yeah, and that is. was not the next one up in line was surname and or it something? wasn't uh, it didn't look like they were in alphabetical order either
6: i think i think it's uh maybe the japanese alphabet they're going in that order
5: yeah, so it that definitely was not alphabetical yeah, order. it was sto- it was stockton right before yeah. that. <laughs>
3: Yeah, the Diaz brothers came out. <laughs> Nick and Nate I, I Diaz. really
6: didn't mean for it to go this way, but uh, okay. Uh, the Red Sox beat the Yankees 5-4 in 10 innings. Boston, two in the ninth to tie it, then two more in the 10th to win it. it. was not a great night for Yankees relief pitcher Brooks Kriske, as he set a major league record with four wild pitches oh, in the 10th inning. Wild thing. You make my heart sing. Uh, Rays beat the Indians 5-4 in 10 innings. Boston still has a one-game lead on Tampa Bay in the AL East. The Rays did uh, make a trade yesterday. They pick up Nelson Cruz, a veteran slugger from the Twins. A's over the Mariners, four to one. Oakland now two and a half back of idle Houston in the AL West, and the Braves beat the Phillies seven to two. Philadelphia now four back of the Mets in the NL East race. Now back to Jonas Knox and Lavar Errington and the Outkick the Cover Studios.
3: Thank you, Eddie. It is Outkick the wow, Cover. studios. what's here. the name of that country? Uh, say, I mean, seriously. Say Chile's. Say Chile. I've never heard of that country. Let before. me hear you say, say Chile's. Say Chile's. <laughs> I like I like I like I like the flag. Let me Saint Yeah, how do you pronounce that? Can we get a uh, some, I just uh, told you Saint
5: Gilles. <laughs> That's <this confirmation laughs> what it looks like. It? <laughs>
3: uh, now, now Equatorial Guinea. Right, no, I mean, on, come on, we, this
6: is education. Okay, so
3: so it's the opening ceremony. By the way, for those of you wondering what the hell we're talking about, it's the opening ceremonies of the Olympics. It's an empty. Arena, but I think they've done a pretty good job making it seem like there's at least some cardboard cutouts. Some real waving, tight shots. Waving, Wave
5: to the crowd. Yeah, it's just some real tight shots. Yeah, it's you know, the, the magic of television. It's crazy here. seeing the number of athletes right. that are participating versus the population uh, 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 of the country. You know? by,
3: by the way, uh, Danny G, uh, his uh, Seychelles.
5: Uh, Seychelles? <laughs> There you go. Seashells.
3: Seashells. 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 Seashells by the seashore. Yeah, I don't know. Is that Uh, an island somewhere,
6: Danny? Yeah, I don't know. Personally, I I like like
5: seashells better. (laughs) It
6: is a country in East Africa. All right. See, we're learning here. We're learning.
3: Hmm. I mean, are these are these, are these events going to be lot? my big issue is are we going to have live Olympic events or are we going to have to watch it on tape delay? Cuz we're watching it on tape oh, delay. I, I it just I guess it depends on what time you're up. I mean, come on, man. Like it's, people are up all over the place. Like and we're we're working uh, you know odd hours here. So we would like something a live sporting event on so the rest of these people who get it during the week, uh, you know, we can know how they live for once.
6: I think we'll have a few live events while we're on the air.
3: Favorite Olympic event around
5: the room quickly before 100. get the break.
3: Oh, track and field, right? Easily. 100.
5: Yeah. Not not track and field, the 100.
3: So you just want it, you're in and out. I need, I need, I need, I need, uh, am uh, not quick saying Quick and dirty. I uh, uh, just, so 10 seconds and, you're, and, and that's a wrap. <laughs> Let's get her done. 10, 10, 10 Let's get her done. And that's a wrap. Uh, Roberto, favorite <laughs> Olympic. No man. need to get tired. Swimming. All right, uh, Danny G. Unicycling. Oh, jeez. That's good. It would be. You. That <laughs> is good. Yeah, with no seat, right? Unicorn. That is like, that's, that's very good. Uh, Dancing unicorn. Uh, uh, Eddie. Fav- chili. Eddie, favorite Olympic. event. Oh, you, come on, Jonas. Ice hockey. Come yeah, on, ice hockey. Right. Yeah. Uh, I forgot. Uh, uh, is dub there. Uh, d- dub. Do yeah. you have a uh, favorite Olympic event?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, women's beach volleyball. Yeah. Oh, very oh, good. Very good. I'm not mad you at that. I, that. Yeah, I'm not mad I'm at that. I'm gonna
3: go call. with. I'm gonna go with uh women's gymnastics and honor. That. In honor of uh, uh Brady Quinn's uh, wife Alicia, who is he's not uh, even hearing you suck it up. Yeah, I know, but uh, <laughs> she could be listening. And I don't want to piss her off because I've seen her when she's pissed off. And oh. I don't want any part of that. Oh, she's wow. a uh, yeah. The, the, I must the, stay away from that. The Italian side of her comes out, and it's uh, it's not pretty. No, so, okay. uh, but yeah, this is uh. Well, <clears throat> we've got something going on in uh, another country. I can't pronounce the name of. This is awesome. Uh, all right, I need to buy Saint Kitts. Got to buy a globe. Come on, man. We, we got to buy a globe for the studio and try and find <laughs> these places. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, it is Outkick the Coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. He's LeVarrington. I'm Jonas Knox. This is FSR. Coming up next, though, stories in the world of sports we have not had a chance to get to, but the perfect way to send you in to the weekend. They're yours next here on FSR.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast.